I'm going to jump say, right into it. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, let's just do it, man. Let's just do it, like, man. So I don't. I'm kind of doing this anyway. We're going to have like a chat, so we might as well just. Uh, I hit. I hit record like like six minutes ago. So I just, <laughs> that's awesome. I just was like going to go ahead and start because I I don't you know sometimes when you hype it up, it's almost like the conversation kind of feels forced. Well, but, I'll tell you uh, what, man, if you were like waiting for me to give you a breath to actually say, hey, w- welcome, then you're going to be waiting like all day. So you might as well just start that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like realize like the podcast, y- you don't have to be as polished as, as I think you have to be. And I think people like a little more of the, you know, just hamming it up a little bit. So I think I'm going to do that more as oh, I get. Oh, definitely, started. man. Definitely. Yeah. So welcome, everybody. This is episode five of the toy photographers podcast this is the episode you're looking for this is the scott blind episode so i'm excited you're a close friend of mine we've been friends now for a good a good minute so it's going to be awesome conversation and uh we're just going to chat man we're going to talk about you we're going to talk about your photography and just your journey and uh, i'm excited man it's it's really an honor to have you on the show well thank you thank you for having me on here um so far, uh, I've really enjoyed um, the podcast. I think you guys are, uh, well, you um, as the host are doing a phenomenal job. And just learning about the other photographers has been um, both interesting and it's been really kind of cool to like hear um, how other people get, got started, like what kind of like a professionally what they do, creatively, you know, what they do and uh it's just kind of cool to hear like, you know, some kindred spirits where you're not like, just like this, uh, this lone wolf. So now there's right. like, a, a lone wolf with a wolf pack. I know, dude, I felt <laughs> that way. I have felt that way a lot actually. And I think this is kind of fulfilling a need uh, for myself selfishly, but also a need for the community as well. So I think, you know, stuff like this, you know, podcasts, you know, there's, so many ways to digest toy photography and having this format it just works and uh you know i'm excited man it really is a fun conversation and um just jumping right into it man i know you've been doing toy photography pretty consistently for like the last couple years but when when is like your formal date that you kind of got into it i know you have a funny story about how you got into you want to share oh yeah absolutely um you know it's funny like a was listening to um your uh conversation with Jason and work more or less and it sounds like a lot of people kind of got into it around the force awakens um that wasn't like my story at all i was at work one day um and i came into work early in the morning and i had some like gi joes set up on my desk i mean it's a pretty cool environment they let us put decorate our desks um nice. i mean not too crazy but you know you could put up little uh tastefully whatever. tastefully yeah yeah so i for some reason i had like a an original gi joe wild bill um there and when i came in like a lot of um the original gi joes um what happens to them is like the o-ring breaks so he was kind of like broken in half and i was just like oh man now i gotta fix it which it's not hard to fix but i was just sitting there going oh no this would be funny so i like took a uh, wild bill put him like in a a plant that was over there by the deck, like one of the windows. Right. And took my cell phone, snapped a picture. And for some reason, like I have no idea why, cause I was never on Instagram. Um, I put it on Instagram and go, you know, what happened to wild bill? And then like all of a sudden I just got into 
this convoluted story. Um, and I don't even know why I did it. It was just, I just needed to do something creative or goofy or whatever. Uh, so I had like a Galoob Mr. T from the, I think they're like roughly just not shy of six inches, but it's like maybe five and a half inches. The A team yeah. that friends of mine got me for my birthday. Cause I was a huge, um, a team fan. And I took this Mr. T and like Mr. T was all broken up about like wild bill, you know, something happened to wild bill. So I started doing this, like having no idea how to take pictures, no idea how to operate a camera. I just did this for probably six months or so. Wow. Um, you know, on Instagram. Yeah. Like I, I posted on Instagram and then, like, I look back and like, while, you know, the spirit of the pictures is really a lot of fun. Like, you know, the quality of course, um, isn't all that great, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's funny. Like I just went with it and I was cr- trying all these kind of crazy things and like, you know, buddies of mine were those like, Hey man, this is kind of cool. We look forward to these. And then I just, I don't really know like, uh, like the date I stopped, but I kind of stopped cause like, you know, life reasons Sure. or just got busy, had to, had school that I was doing. Like, you know, my dad got sick. So I just kind of took a break from Instagram and then picked it back up a couple of years later. So really, I guess my, um, actual beginning was probably like three and a half, four years ago or so. Like the point where I actually started to get more serious about it was pretty much like two years ago. So when you say you got serious about it, did you get like exposed to like, you know, more traditional toy photography during that time? Like how was it that you kind of like transitioned from just goofy Mr. T shots to, you know, the stuff you do now? Like what was that progression? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, Even at the time, like when I started, I didn't even know this was a thing. And I hear a lot of people say that they're like, man, I can't believe uh, I didn't know people did this sort of thing. But I remember like looking through the feed one day, you know, associated or just looked up toy photography or whatever, whatever that was. And I remember I came up, came upon like Barton, um, LT and Barton's account. Yeah. And I tell you what, like he had this series with like, I think it was like a kind of a custom 3A Darth Vader on like a, I think it was like a motorcycle and it was like water was kind of going everywhere. It was like all these practical effects and stuff. And I was just blown away. I was like, oh, wow. I I couldn't even believe anybody could do something like that. Um, And this was kind of before I had stopped, but I was, I mean, I was just in awe that like, you know, someone could do that with toys. Um, So every once in a while I would always kind of go back and like, you know, check out his account and like, you know, look and see. And then when I got started again, it really, it wasn't like I got started with toys. I kind of got started doing like these Hallmark ornaments, just, you know, whatever. Um, It was Christmas time when I kind of started doing it again. So I was, you know, taking pictures of these ornaments and just more or less just playing around with this camera. Right. And somehow like one thing led to another. I got exposed to like some GI Joe photographers and then I got exposed to like Star Wars. And then all of a sudden, I'm not sure like the sequencing, if like, you know, I knew about like Sergeant Bananas before that. Of course, you know, everyone has like Sergeant Bananas as kind of like an inspiration um, role model. Of course, of course. Um, but I'm not, I mean, it might have been, um, I might have known of him before, but like, I think it was around this time. I'm like, oh, wow, who, who can do things like this? That's kind of like when 
like then I guess the Star Wars the Black series I saw that and I'm like okay like now it's like now this is something that I think I can do I I think this would be kind of cool now I had like I said I had no idea like formal training I really had no idea no concept about lighting or anything like that but that's kind of like that was kind of the first step into a, a much larger world I guess you could say for sure and that's something you know I've mentioned it before on previous episodes that that is definitely the platform that I really got exposed to. I want to say quote unquote, real toy photography was at Matt's page, (laughs) Star Wars, the black series for sure. So that's cool, man. So you, you know, it's almost like this progression of discovery where you're just, you know, having fun shooting photos. And I was actually talking to, to red dog, uh, Paul Trezadern, he was has a very a very similar story to yours, and it's gonna be interesting to hear his side of that too. Whether or not you discover it, you know, first on Instagram or whether it's just posting funny pics, man. Like all of us, you know, once we discover this community and once we discover like the art form that is toy photography in its essence today, like you know, it's addicting, it's it's enjoyable, and it's like. I don't know, man. It's like it's hard to describe like your progression because I feel like you progress so fast because you're such a obsessed individual about your craft. Like you're I, I so you're so obsessed. You and uh, I'm cringing a little. <laughs> no, no, dude, it's a good thing. Like, I mean, get obsessed about your hobbies because I think that's only leads to you know mastery. Like people that are obsessed with things, they get really good at it. And so, man, kudos to you and and to what you do. So like. I know you used to kind of do a lot of Star Wars and that's kind of how we actually formed our first conversations was, yes. you know, over Dagobah Customs and you reached out to me and uh, I remember giving you that that diorama and dude, those were like some of my favorite shots back oh, in the day. Yeah. You did the Smuggler's Retreat 1.0 and uh, you were doing some Han Solo stuff, some Greedo stuff. And I think that was really back when you were kind of discovering who you were as a toy photographer and uh and you're experimenting with different styles and like always pushing yourself. I, I just really appreciate the level and the the amount of passion you put into each shot, man. It's always. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, for sure. You know, it's funny. Like you mentioned the the smugglers retreat. That was kind of a when we were talking earlier. That was one of those failed shots from the other day. I was trying to do a smugglers retreat with Han and Spike and. Oh, nice. I know. Well, I was like all excited and I was I, I got I took the picture and I wasn't like really happy with it at the, the setup just wasn't like in my head wasn't working. And then uh, like I brought it back and I started looking at it and I was just like, nah, this this just isn't it. But I was really bummed because I, I really wanted to kind of get you another smugglers retreat shot with Han. But uh, oh, that's all right, it, man. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I still it's funny. I still have it all set up. I still have both Han and Spike in there. I just uh, I needed to step away and like I'll come back to it, I guess. You have that patience, though, man. You're able to do that. And I, that's something that I'm learning to kind of absorb from your skill set is like keeping up a, a shot and just like rethinking it and redoing it. And I get so impatient sometimes. that I just want to be like, OK, I'm done. And I'll just deal with whatever a shot I got and I'll just find the best one and post it. And it's like you will go back and completely reshoot and reshoot until you get the perfect represent or close to perfect representation of what you originally had in mind. So I'm I'm definitely always in awe of the fact that you have that tenacity to do well, that. Well, I don't man. know if it's tenacity more so than uh 
just gets so bombed when a shot <laughs> doesn't come out the way that like yeah. you know how you see something like in your head you you see something and maybe you saw it from like someone else and you're like oh i want a shot sort of like that right but like at the time maybe you don't have the skill set or maybe you haven't thought it all the way through or maybe like sometimes like you know like a punisher shot from that i think it was like from last week where punisher and batman like i had that set up i was looking at it and like i was just not really happy with it at the time and i took a few test shots and the lighting just wasn't working and everything about it just seemed off to me so i just stopped i put put everything away went and took a breather you know for the evening and came back the next day and everything kind of clicked then but i've had that before where uh, i think it was with um rock lee and the stormtroopers where i think i took that like four times really and then, yeah and like it was like three and they, i mean the first couple were okay but it was like the last time i'm like yeah okay that's that's the one you know and sometimes it could just be something small you know where it's just like there's a figure off maybe right. it's just not position right or you have a figure like you know how like you get especially like when you get like with the stormtroopers and whatnot some figures just they stand a certain way and that's how they're going to stand and if you try to it's funny man like whenever i like look at like a what was it like non-1072 like every one of his poses every like every one of his poses just spot on it looks so natural i know uh, just amazing stuff and i'm like so but that's like nuanced you know i mean there's like real I mean, it's not like you're just throwing a figure straight from the package out and it's going to look good. You really have to work something like that. And sometimes it takes like customization. You got to shave a few, a uh, few millimeters off like the arm, uh, armor or something. But I mean, it's, you know, when you get a shot like that and it's just not working, you know, just it's best instead of just to kind of like live with regrets to just kind of, uh, move along. And I mean, nothing is making you a post every day so unless you're enjoying not enjoying it and you and you know that you don't really care and whatever but i like it when like the poses and the angle body angles and you know whatnot um match kind of the story i have in my head and if they're matching then i'm i'm you know i don't want to i don't want to have to like look at that later and go nah i wish i wouldn't have rushed it yeah, and shout out to Stu, by the way, who is an amazing, oh. amazing poser. Like, the way he poses, like, you know, just photography aside, he's a master photographer, but his posing, like, the fact that you mentioned that, and that's something I always had to, like, triple take, you know, when I'm looking at his stuff. I'm like, how in the world? And you do that, too, man. Like, you you get that pose down, and it's just nailed. Well, like, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, sometimes, like... You know, I, I come back to a pose and I'll or I'll look at a picture and go, nah, gosh, I wish I would have. I, I just couldn't like you. Know, I couldn't find an angle or I couldn't find I couldn't get the pose I wanted with where the camera was and all that. Um, another like everything Kylo Jesse is amazing at just finding like just the right pose the action pose and like they like always kind of like marvel at like when he does um kind of like a Django or um i guess the man new mandalorian one but like oh, he'll I know, do, dude 
Django, like where he's got like the the rifle extended and like you know the cape is flowing and like he's got that like the dirt and whatever the debris flying. You just said, there you go, man. That he yeah, it's speechless exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it really it is. And like then we'll show like that behind the scenes and the behind the scenes behind the scenes. You're just like that doesn't really look like the end product. No, it doesn't. I know. How can you make that look so simple, man? it's crazy. Right. He, yeah, he's but, a master too. Oh, he's fantastic. He's phenomenal, man. So cool, man. I uh I've never tried any explosion shots. Like I've tried like some uh snow shots with like the flower method. Oh yeah. And that's difficult as it is. Mm-hmm. And I've never actually officially done any explosion shots. And that's something that's on my list of skills that I have to acquire because I love those shots. Oh man, well I tell you what, it's funny, like um visual force oh man he he does those and he like you know he just does them so well and another world like he does them like christian will do them and it's funny like i'll see him and i'm like um grown men toys like he does them and i don't like know what he's doing because when he does them it, it almost has like a bokeh effect it's yeah. not so much like the explosion and i don't know if that's just the capture or like what his shutter speed is but like he does that and I just sit back and just go, man, like, why can't I do that? Because <laughs> mine don't look like that. Right. But uh, there is definitely a skill. I don't know, man. They, those guys, they uh, they really they really nail it. They do. And, you know, now talking about kind of those inspirations for you, um, I'm curious now going back to kind of your style and your photography, how have you noticed your style and your improvements over the years? Like in, I know that you are very critical. You're extremely critical, too critical man on yourself. But how have you noticed like the things that when you first started out, like even with the, the Mr. T stuff compared to now, like when you're shooting, like, (laughs) you know, Spider-Man, the new SH figure art Spider-Man and like kind of seeing that style. It's like, do you even like realize that's you or like, you know, cause I know you're always trying to learn new tricks and, like, what do you, how do you see yourself improving and stuff? Well, you know, uh, the one thing, it's funny. It's like, I always, I think like, and I know that this actually is a thing. It's like legitimate. I don't know like what the term is um, precisely, but there is a learning curve. You know how, like when you first start learning a skill, you rapidly improve, you know, as you, cause you're, you have, there's a huge gap from being knowing nothing to like knowing just a little bit or lo- knowing a lot. So there's a huge gap. So you kind of fill in pretty quickly with kind of like not so much intermediate, but as a beginner, you kind of pick up things and like my, like the first few things that I kind of saw like as improvement was, you know, um, j- just one like general lighting and like figuring out like how to, um, get you know the figures to kind of look halfway decent lately it kind of you know then it slows down and then you kind of pick up something and then you see like a a, another improvement and then so it's funny it's like it's like uh a lot of times it feels like just like running in place man you know just like kind of taking pictures and you're doing the same thing and there's like maybe not maybe like real tiny um incremental improvements uh, that maybe you, you kind of figure out how to color grade a little bit better or maybe you, you know you you got like some lighting just a little bit better like one thing i think i guess um if we're talking about like improvements is that and i really i can't 
I knew these things. It's it's like funny. It's like I just get so lazy I don't do them. But I was looking at like tiny epic photos, like a behind the scenes, and he had set up a loom cube, like you know, like as a backlight for like one of his shots. And he does this all the time. You see it like in his behind the scenes, right? And like, and I, I you know, I, I do backlighting a lot, but like for some reason, I just kind of set this shot or set this uh, loom cube up, you know, behind. I was taking a Vasha stampede picture and. And it was just dumb luck, man. Like it hit like that Nika um, diorama, like that pole that kind of goes down the center. The light somehow hit that and it caused this lens flare that the cat, the camera caught. And when I was looking at it and like that Vash anyway is like it photographs really well. So like when I had done my edit, I just sat back. And go, oh, wow. Now that's the power of like, you know, just doing like, you know, some hair lighting or some rim lighting. And so like, that is something that I've been trying to um, focus in on a lot more is just really trying to nail, always trying to get like, you know, the general lighting and whatever, but like, you know, trying to do those tiny improvements where you get like the, um, the rim lighting so that you get like a 3d quality to, to the um, figure it's, it's, you know, it's shown better, um, so I guess, so it doesn't look so flat. And that's kind right. of like the thing that I've been trying to work on a lot lately is making sure that the images, you know, I don't want like, you know, like, like with the background or whatever, I don't want, I want there to be a sense of depth. And I don't know. So I, I think that's kind of like one improvement where like, I think when I first started a lot of these images, it just, they were flat, you know, there wasn't a lot going on there. And then now lighting has gotten better, which in turn has made them seem more three dimensional, more, I guess, I don't know, like realistic, I guess, you know, we're talking about, but I like it. Like, you know, like when you can kind of look at a photo and you can step back and you go, when you look at it, it's not a toy when you first see it, you know, and right. I, I think always kind of like, you know, doing, seeing things like that. I'm sorry. That's yeah. a real long winded answer. For no, me. dude, that's, that's the answer I wanted to hear. I mean, the fact that you're able to, you know, kind of address, you know, your journey and kind of see where you've come. Like I, I remember the day you texted me and you were saying like, man, I really found this one guy who's like just a master at that rim lighting and you started working on it and started, you know, learning how to do that flash, that double flash. Oh yeah. Uh, lighting. Yeah. And I was like, just blown away at the simplicity of those setups. But whenever you applied it, I think the Ahsoka shot was the one that you had done when you oh. really first started doing that, that, that blue the one with the smoke and yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. That Ahsoka shot to this day, I think is in the top 10 Scott blind shots for me. Oh, thank you, man. You know, I it's love funny, that like, shot. That whole series, like those three, I think I did three. I was going to do more, but I kind of backed away from it. Uh, that one was the first one. And I was just playing around and like one, like uh, with the flash, I have these gels and like a teal gel just really works well with Ahsoka. I mean, just the color just works so well with her. So, of course, you know, I, I always kind of, that's my go-to when I'm taking pictures of her. And, like, that, like, with the smoke, it was such a simple setup. I mean, it was, like, the glossy uh, base and, like, just, you know, black background, whatever. And then when I got done with it, I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually kind of crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in essence, there were two flashes 
I had a light in front, kind of like so to actually show her to kind of display her. But the flashes were there, you know, kind of on the side to kind of illuminate and to one to like, you know, give some edge lighting to like her shoulders and arms and whatever. Right. And like, you know, legs, but also, you know, to light up the smoke. And, you know, when I see something like that and I kind of look at it, I'm like, all right. Now, like, that's why I like to take time, like, you know, finding those angles and, you know, blocking light and, you know, kind of taking that extra bit of time to, uh, you know, work on lighting and position your lights. It doesn't seem like it at the time, but it can make a huge difference. If you don't do it, maybe you, you, you'll never know. You're just like, oh, this is a cool picture. And then, like, if you, you kind of do, you kind of m- move a light around and then maybe you get like a little bit of a you know, hair light there. And you're like, Oh my gosh, it just completely changes everything. And I can't even believe I thought that other one was in the same league. Right. And you know, what's crazy is I'm going through your feed right now. And another shot that completely, uh, that I forgot about was that Lupin shot that you did with the, the rain splash. effect. Oh, oh I is that forgot the about that shot, dude. Oh my God. I'm looking at this shot right now. I'm like, how did I forget this one? Oh, this is that, is... That's the one where he kind of has the watch going out like Spider-Man. Um, yep. Yep. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to do a little reveal here. Uh, like when I bought that figure, I remember like I sent you uh, like the image and you're like Lupin. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I had no idea who Lupin was. <laughs> None. I don't like, either, dude. I just know about the character. <laughs> I've never seen the anime. <laughs> I was out on Amazon and I was just kind of goofing around and they had that Lupin figure on sale for like, I think it was like 20 bucks, you know, and oh, wow. it was a figure arts Lupin. And I'm like, that looks pretty cool, you know, right. and I got him. And like, I think there's also kind of like a cool power and not knowing who a figure is or what a figure, you know, what like it represents to people or like whatever. So, cause you don't come in with any of that baggage, you know, you don't have any like preconceived notions of what you can and can't do. And it was funny. I posted that and Jay's like uh 529 J. He was just like, man, that reminds me of like Spider-Man. I'm like, well, that's kind of like what I was going for. Cause I had no idea. It, that's what it looked like to me. It looked like a Spider-Man web thingy and um, playing around with like water and stuff. And like, I, I think I just used an eyedropper and was just like, dropping water onto uh my hard concrete floor in my basement where i took that picture and it started splashing i'm like ah cool all right let's go with that did that so that accessory came with the figure yeah yeah like so that watch like he has a watch and then he has a watch i guess in the anime which since which I, i have watched listeners so i'm not completely ignorant of the fact of like who lupin is and like you know who jiggin and all those guys are um (laughs) Like there's like a wire that comes out and he uses that to like, you know, steal gems or whatever. It's kind of part of his gag where like he uses that to, you know, pilfer, you know, items. So right. I I guess like when I got the figure, I I, I knew that he was like some kind of thief or something. But like I, otherwise, other than that, man, I was just like he's got really cool, you know, long legs. He's a uh, crazy articulated let's put him in a running pose and see what happens. And like when I, I mean, it was so easy. It was like almost such a natural pose for him. And like, I just kind of like a lot of times I'll just work on something and like, and I'm not saying like I have like these, like a huge um, library of poses. I kind of do a lot of the similar ones with the running and stuff, but like that one I kind of put together and I'm like, all right, cool, man, let's take a shot. And it just worked out really well. And I was actually really happy with that one. 
Dude, it's amazing. That's like, I've kind of coined this phrase, the classic Scotty blind running pose. Like whenever you get <laughs> one of those, those shots, man, where it's, you know, the feet are just, I don't know how you do it, man. It's always so distinct in your shots when you have that running pose. It's, it's great, man. Well, it, it's funny, man. Like I always do, I think I, like the limbs are always kind of the same and like, I'll look at them and like, man, I think I've had that same pose in like six straight shots or something, but like, but when it I, works. And yeah. When I get it in my head, I, it's almost like I can't get out of that. And it's, uh, yeah. I'll take like three or four in a row where it's the same. It's funny, man. Like I, I know a lot of people, they have like themes where, you know, their lighting is the same or they have the same setup with like dioramas. I, I think I always go with like, you know, I have like a theme of like a pose for like, you know, a week or two straight. Nice. That's awesome, man. I know you love shooting the SH Figure Arts and you are also the curator and admin of SH Figure Arts fans. Indeed, I'm, yes. I want to know, is that your favorite line of figures to shoot? And if not, what is? Ed, also, uh, let me say thank you to you, uh, Dakota, because you were the one that talked me into that fans page and listener was the one that created the um, the graphic that graces... Uh, graces that page so shout out to you buddy um oh, thanks man no problem no, well i don't know i i do love uh figure arts i i don't want to say i don't i mean some of them are kind of lemons and i just have really am not all that happy with but you know for the most part like i i do love their figures because I, I i love how well one the accessories you always get like a ton of accessories different hands different um head sculpts well, occasionally, not all the time, but a, a good many. Typically, the only thing that I get really frustrated with using those is that trying to maneuver the head past a certain point mm. can be really frustrating. That spike figure, which I love, um, I do love that figure. But like, I tell you what, man, like once you take the head off of him to kind of put on like a new face or something, I've had so many problems trying to keep like I'll be in the middle of kind of a like posing or setting up a scene and the head will just come off and then like, oh, I really? Like, yes. And it's probably my fault because like, that's like, like one thing that just drives me crazy is like, I'll, I'll set up a picture and I'll look at it through the camera and just the head just looks a little bit off. It's not turned the right way or it's not up enough or whatever. So I'll go back and move it. And then like, it happens. It's it's happens um, more than once, and with more than one figure with those uh, figure arts, like the new uh, Thanos from from Endgame figure arts, which is a phenomenal figure. It's a it's a beautiful figure, but like the way the head sculpt is with that helmet, if you try to twist it past a certain point, the face will pop off, and then it's just ah, oh. oh, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. yeah, yeah. It's um, a it's a love hate relationship with figure arts for me too. And I, I definitely don't, I guess I, I, I don't mean hate in like, I hate them a lot, but like there is learning those import limitations. It, it's definitely, it is a learning curve and having our big clumsy American hands, you know, we, uh, <laughs> we struggle. <laughs> well, I do, man. I have like big old, big old thumbs and hands here. So it's, uh, yep. it's probably my fault. I'm not gentle. I'm not gentle at all with figures. I mean, if there's anybody out there that, you know, just brutalizes these things and uh just does does not take it easy. I'm I'm that guy. But um 
It cracks me up because I'm like the guy over there who's like really so gentle and like just the most, <laughs> you know, tender care I take of my figures. And you're over there just like just pounding them. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost <laughs> like a six year old man. I'm just taking it, smacking it on the floor, you know? <laughs> especially when you don't get the right you shot. Up <laughs> um, let's see. I guess, you know, like I said, the figure arts, um, I love those. Um, you actually got me. Um, really and it started getting me into like mezco figures like the 112 collective i absolutely love those man i adore those figures um everyone i've gotten i've just been crazy about particularly um the punisher ones uh, oh yeah so like the netflix punisher and then um you know just like kind of a i don't have the comic the super comic outfit one the, the one that's like ridiculously expensive right but um whatever that recent one is um i don't know if it's the collector's one where he's got like the dirty outfit and those i find like extremely agreeable uh, those are fun to shoot yeah that's one of mezco's best figures man yeah that sculpt is amazing you know i hope they'll do an infinite amount of more variations and and exclusives or Oh, I hope I so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's amazing. It really is. I know we kind of mentioned this earlier, but are you interested more in the process of toy photography, like the shooting and, you know, the editing? Or do you really focus more on the posting? Like, because I know a lot of people that I've interviewed, they say both. But I think, you know, there are some people that lean more towards just the shooting and they could shoot all day long and just don't really care to post. Um, what are you kind of interested in when it you comes know, to toy photography? Well, it's funny, man. Like I, I used to be like, oh, I got to post, I got to post. One, like I can get pretty, like I hate to say OCD. I don't want to make it. You know, I'm not trying to make light of anyone who actually has like obsessive compulsive disorder. But like I'm the type of person that really likes to be on a schedule. I like my life to have certain patterns, and that. I guess that might seem a little bit weird for people who are much more, um, you know, like live by the seat of the pants sort of thing. But like I do, I like to have like a certain like routine, I guess, is, is the way I do it. You know, I wake up at the same time when I have to drive into work. Uh, you know, I kind of eat the same things. It's like I don't I don't like go too crazy with that. I guess where I'm going with that is like I like to post on the same you know days around the same time, whatever. And if I don't, that just something always just kind of seems a little off with that. So like knowing that, like I, the posting to me is like, I can get into, like, I want to post at this time and I want to post on this day, whatever. But like the shooting, I can take shots. I, you know, I could go out like, you know, if I had like a weekend, it, like you say, like uh, my wife took the kids somewhere, I could go out and take shot. I take a couple shots. I'll come in and play with the, um, the pictures and then i'll think i was like oh you know it'd be cool if i could go do this down at the park and i'll try this again with this figure blah 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 and let's see if i can get this sort of thing so i guess really to me is like i really enjoy like working through shots like i really enjoy um getting in there um changing up where like how how would i create a particular effect how would i do this um, like how could I change that lighting or how could I do, you know, what have you? Um, and one that I guess like to me lately, like the posting part, it's not so much like I really enjoy like the camaraderie, the community, the communication, 
chatting with other people and just like the friendships I've developed. But like the actual posting part to me has become less important. And, you know, we, you could, we could figure out like a, a myriad of reasons why I think, um, kind of like the number one, um, culprit and, you know, I'm sure I'm probably, uh, preaching to the choir here and also uh, kind of beating a dead horse um, in one sense is that, you know, just because of that whole IG algorithm, I just, I mean, really, I just don't care. Uh, you know, it's like, it's not, you know, I'm yeah. going to post and then like, I'm, you know, the interaction is cool. I love the interaction and I love talking to people about shots and like, I love like, especially like this time of the year, I'm kind of like with some people, um, you know, like inspired by Andre, scruffy looking photos, geek gauntlets and whatnot. And we're kind of like doing like this dark themed photography where it's like Halloween sort of things and like darker things like that's fun, you know, kind of like getting like getting together with a group of people and kind of carrying a theme throughout the month because, you know, you're interacting and you're having fun with it. But what I enjoy most is how do I get to that point? You know, like how do I get that dark shot? other than just like turning off the lights, you know, like, is it, do I introduce like some red lighting or something to kind of give it a horror effect? Or do I bring in, you know, some kind of a LUT in Photoshop to kind of really darken it or maybe a mat or, you know, whatever, you know, just trying to, um, or maybe it's like some props or maybe it's like, you know, foreground and, you know, background coloring that kind of gives you, this spooky sort of feeling like that to me is the fun part. Um, nice. doesn't always work. And sometimes it can be like super frustrating, but I think that that's probably what I look forward to the most. And like, once again, listeners, I'm really sorry. This is how I communicate and process. I just ramble. And then like 10 minutes later, I'll come back around to like actually answering a question. No, I mean, hey, you, you got to get your thoughts out. And, you know, I appreciate that you're willing to go through the process of getting all of them out. So no worries, my friend. When it comes to the posting, I I guess I lean more towards wanting to get the photography out and just being done with it and being able to interact because I love the interaction. I think that's why I love doing the, the 112 Collective feature page. And I love being able to just interact you know post to post and i think that's something that i'm starting to understand like hey if i just take a little bit more time if i really approach this in a way like yourself and like many others do of course the quality is going to improve and then also the satisfaction you get from doing a really difficult shot maybe took you three to four days to really kind of plan and process and and shoot and reshoot when you look at it from like a toy photographer's perspective and everybody looked at it differently. This community on Instagram, like, of course, it can be one of the most positive, most affirming uh, communities out there that I know of. But it also can be really toxic if you mm-hmm. get in a rut, which you and I can sometimes with our own self-critique. Absolutely. And uh, learning how to transcend that is really, it takes a lot of experience, especially in today's world with, you know, the, the instant gratification and learning how to be okay with like, okay, I'm not going to post for two weeks and just, you know, refocus. It's the people that have been doing this for a while that understand those. You ha- you got to take time off. Be able to get that creative juice flowing again and realize 
it's okay. Like, you know, I love schedules too. I love having my day set up and being able to just get everything done in an orderly fashion. It makes me feel good. I, I can lean both personality types. I can be the super artsy creative and not have anything and just, you know, go with the flow. And then I can also be super type A and just have everything on my ducks in a row. I don't know how. It's like I can just turn the light on and off and do both. When you get in a rut and you're trying to get out of that rut, I think sometimes the best way to do that is to just take a step back and like you do, you know, you like to just get more shots in and then find something worthwhile and find something that you really enjoy. And then, of course, in the meanwhile, be interacting. You're always on the community. I mean, you're on Instagram every day and you're Uh, always interacting (laughs) and you're, you're always like, you know, like myself, you know, always interacting with the community. If you can just get out of that rut by realizing, hey, your art is good. It's really good. And, you know, if people don't like your art, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's art. It, everything is subject to the viewer. So if someone enjoys it and someone likes it and someone appreciates it, it's art. That's what it is. If you, And even if nobody else does, but you enjoy it, it's art. No, so, well, no, you make a good point, man. You make it, you make a really good point. Um, and we've had this conversation before. I know, uh, I don't know, what was it, like, back in, like, May or April, February, March? I don't know. It was earlier in the year. Like, I just kind of stepped away for a few weeks. And it's tough for me to do things like that. Um, And I remember, like, I was talking to you, and I forget, like, what I was doing. I was trying to take some shot, and you were just like, dude, just don't take a shot. Just walk away. Leave the camera behind for, like, two or three days. Or whatever it was, you know, and like for me, that's really tough because like I just like I'm the type of person like when I was growing up, you know, I play like baseball and it was like the way to get better at like hitting the way to get better at fielding or whatever was to go out and do it. And like, you know, it's like say you play guitar, you do whatever, like play golf, like the way to actually get better at things is to just do them and like photography really isn't like that in, in a sense like art really isn't like that sometimes you just need to walk away kind of clear your head and get a fresh perspective so i don't know sometimes that can be kind of tough for me like i i'm a doer like I, i'll just be like all right man i'm just going to go down and i'm going to try to take this shot and i'm i'll try something new and like i try something new like maybe i try it at a different time of day you know it ends up being the exact same thing because that's just you know your brain is wired you know, kind of thinking of something a certain way at a certain time. And then, cause you really need to kind of clear those cobwebs out. But like, I, yeah. like, I, I will say this and like, I think listening to you and I think like maybe it was, uh, just the one podcast with you and Jesse, um, Neronian when you guys had a conversation and I don't even like know the particulars. I, I, I think it kind of like, you know, you were talking about like community and just like, you know, being there for the community and like having fun and whatever. Like, that's one thing I've really been trying to kind of get back to. And I think I have been um, recently where it's just like, I'm just going to fun. I don't care. And, you know, it's just like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to play around. I know there's going to be like kind of a, for the most part, there's going to be like a floor that I'm not going to go below. And I don't say this like egotistically or whatever. I I think there's a certain like I can figure out enough like I can look in a camera and go, all right, I can take a shot that at least is going to come out clear. 
for the most part, you know, I, I won't be all cloudy and it won't be all like, you know, blurry or whatever. I can kind of get to a point where there, it's going to be at least in focus. I can probably figure out how to get brighten it up some and make it at least look presentable. Now, is that going to be exactly what I want? No, but just being able to have that floor that I can kind of get to kind of helps with that. And then it's just like, man, let's just go out and like do this. Let's have some fun and you know, throw some dirt or whatever. And if it works out great, if it doesn't, you know, it's not cold yet. So how bad can it be? You're spot on like 100%. I want to go back and hit on this point really quick about what you said about like with art and photography, you know, it's not like sports. It's not like you have to go out and pound the weights and then, you know, you get to that plateau, whatever it may be, and you have to figure out another way to get past it. Like with art, almost like, like there is moments of inspiration and there are moments of uh, where you have none. You know what I mean? And it's learning to be okay with the moments that you have none and then realizing that inspiration will come. It's just learning how to create and cultivate a attitude of inspiration. That's like the people out there that have mastered that. Those are the ones that are like I always look look up to in this community, you know, and we've mentioned them, you know, the, the accounts that are so solid and are so consistent in the way that they shoot. And they're always amazing and always blowing my mind. Like, I'm always wondering, how are they approaching this? What, what like, wavelength is their brain working on? Because having that constant state of obsession with toy photography is like, eventually you feel like you're getting burnt out. But Oh, like, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the same time, you're still, you love it. It's such an you know, obsession. You know, it's funny, man, you, uh, you say that and like, and I think, you know, we've kind of talked about, there are quite a few accounts where we look at them like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe like, and, and like, believe me, like I don't put myself in anywhere near, you know, I don't see myself anywhere near like any of that. I'm whatever, you know, I'm just, you should, I'm, I'm a hacker, <laughs> but like, you, you know, should. someone who I actually, I, I'd really look up to, um, I think is just an amazing, amazing artist, photographer, and plus just a, a super awesome person. Um, like Jax, you know, Plastic Action. I remember reading a post from him a few just weeks back where he did like a, a stop animation, um, like a figure, you know, dunking on on another one. And he like in his post, he's like, man, I've been I feel like I've been kind of going through the motions. I've been kind of a uh, burnt out with photography, toy photography in general, you know, something to that effect. And I'm like, wow, man. I mean, here's a guy who I beat mean, it. It's just an amazing photographer, just super creative. I remember like, you know, there I always think back like he did this one picture like a year or two ago, year and a half ago, where he had like a Luke going, hey, how Uncle Owen, how about that one? And it was like pointing back to like optimus prime or whatever and i mean i think that was like the first time i'd ever seen his work and i was just like oh my god i can't believe anybody uh one it was just a, a super creative picture but also was, you know it was just genius man it was like really well executed and I'm like th there's that guy who takes pictures like that who does like all those like turtles playing basketball just these amazing pictures and he's like you know um i'm burnt out i just wanted to try something new i i going through the motions i'm just doing the same old same old and i mean i guess it happens to everybody but well anyway i guess like i was saying like i see like you know there are those guys like uh i guess recently like artists like you know we've kind of talked about like nose rain i don't want to go through like a whole list of people i feel like you know just by like naming people like i'm 
trying like there's almost like this exclusion like you are not that person um just you know let's just to name a couple then that you know everyone everybody knows. has inspirations man everybody has people yeah. that they look up to that's nothing to you know feel bad about like everybody has those roster of people that they go back to for inspiration so well okay i like we've talked about stew um you know let's say you know a, a few let's say uh, we've named like you know three or four that's that's good but like just those people in general um and the quality uh you know of their work and like you know there are, you know, there are a number of people. There's like a lot of people in this community that create, you know, work just as compelling and stunning. Actually, I think, you know, we've kind of talked about this and I, I'm kind of going off script here, but it's just like kind of like I'm always kind of blown away, especially like when I look, uh, you know, as like kind of like doing like the fans curator sort of thing. When you see just like the quality of work that comes in. And I don't know if it's because there's just like a lot more tutorials, like a lot more people are seeing this as a viable art form and you're getting a lot of creative types. Maybe you're getting um, a lot of younger people who really love toys and now have access to cell phones and are doing this and kind of growing up into it. But just like the overall quality I've noticed within the last couple of years has just really kind of gone up. And it also might be just like, you know, the quality of figures and just, you know, the external support, like the lighting, like, you know, atmosphere aerosol, um, just other things like, you know, the dioramas that are accessible and available and affordable, you know, like with the extreme set, uh, Instaprint diorama, you know, like the ability to print things off like that and Right. I don't know. I, I mean, I always just kind of blown away by our community and just like the quality. So when I name people and I'm, I, I really just kind of give I'm giving people who have a large following that I would assume that our community is extremely familiar with rather than saying those are the people that are the ones that are the, the sole ones creating quality work. Let me put it that way. Oh, yeah, man. I really appreciate the fact that you said that because that needs to be said. And the fact just because you don't have a ginormous following doesn't mean you're not creating quality content. Well, I, I say I, you, that's a really good point, too, man. And sorry to interrupt you, but like I think that's a, a really good point. It's just that I, one, I, I mean, it's just I see you know people with like not a large following that you just create like mind blowingly amazing works you know you just sit there and you're like i don't know what this person has to do uh, <laughs> to get like a to get better known in our community but man they definitely need it yeah. and i see it like on the fans page a lot i think it's like ocean view dioramas i i've featured a few of their uh his works and not to name i'm not named just one person and you know there's there's like hundreds of people that are posting just amazing stuff thousands i i named that one like when i first started tagging the page i was just like whoa like who is this person and you know not a large following um at that time i, I but like just the work itself we were just like then this person one they make their own dioramas it's really cool um and their dioramas are fantastic but also just like you know just the posing and the quality of the work was really really uh spot on so it's true, man. Like this community is amazing and, you know, we have to support it. That's why we do this podcast. That's why we have, you know, our feature pages. We're trying to get those people out there that don't have a gigantic following and give them some support. So we're actually now going to take a break 
and we will get right back to the Toy Photographers Podcast. Stay right there. Welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast. This is the Scott Blind episode. I hope you're enjoying this because I definitely am, everybody. Um, but I want to ask you this. Do you see yourself as somebody who influences this community? And does it affect you? You know, I know you have that SH Figure Arts fans page. Does it affect you as an artist when you're able to see, you know, such amazing content? Does it help you or does it does you feel like it harms you? Well, one, uh, to answer the first part of that, no, I don't I don't actually see myself as an influencer in any way. Honestly, man, I always kind of I'm surprised that anyone follows, to be honest with you, Ed. I'm just like, man, I'm you know, it just kind of blows me away. I appreciate it. I appreciate when people think that the quality of those shots is, you know, something that they kind of want to see on a regular basis or whatever that posting schedule is that I try to keep to. But like when I see other artists, you know, it's kind of like a mixed bag when I'm like going good, when I, when I feel like I'm in the right place, when I see other people's work, I can really fully appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And then like when I'm just having like a bad time and I can't really think of a shot I don't want to look at other people's stuff, and I, I don't. I don't mean that in a bad way, but I guess I know what you mean, though. I know. Yeah, you, mean. you know, it's just like you start looking at it, and you're like, "Well, what if I did something like that?" Because, like, you know, like the ideas aren't coming, and you're just right. like, "You're like, no, 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 no. I don't. I don't want to do a shot. I don't want to do that person's shot. I don't want to do. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to do that. But what if you did that? What if like like the colors or whatever? It's like, no, no, no. That's not me. That's not how I shoot. And like, uh. So you kind of like like when it, when it goes like that, you know, so it's kind of like a mixed bag. But I guess for the most part, I do. I really enjoy seeing other people's like stuff, especially because, you know, it's like I mean, there's literally thousands of us out there doing this, which I mean, think about that. Like you just kind of wrap your head around that for a second, that there's like tens of thousands of us. There's like a little army of uh, like toy photographers with like a you know Hasbro <laughs> Black Series and a you know insta shot in hand and we're going out to the local parks to take over and like you know throw some dirt that's pretty funny but uh no nah, I mean, it's just kind of um it's just really cool uh that there's that many people and and we all don't you know we're not we don't think the same you know it's like you and me we approach shots differently you know no matter like how many like values we share like how many of the same comic books we love the same movies we love uh, no matter how many times I'm, I try to talk you to watch, talk you into watching like Big Trouble in Little China, or you, you know, hey, what I watched that by the way. You, you did, man! I'm like super <laughs> excited for you. <laughs> love it. I love that movie now. Oh, it's great. But like you know, it's like none of us, you know, we we don't think the same, so we all approach shots like differently. And I and like one thing, it's like uh, I just love seeing like especially you, there are those who extremely cinematic in their shots. You, you have people like Roll the Hard Six and Eye of Watu, I think is is how you pronounce that. Yeah, Tom. Uh, Tom, you know, like you see his his like he does a lot of portraits. You, you see those shots or like or the Dragon Ball Z or whatever like things that you know that you don't necessarily shoot that much. And like, you know, we all kind of edit a little bit differently and we all kind of approach a shot a little bit differently. And then like, you know, like our lighting is different and just like, you know, some people are like funnier. Some people like to have like very action shots like Jesse, you know, like or uh, Neronian, like, you know, he, he takes these amazing shots and like, you know, with these like 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 the, the purples and the reds and the pinks and just like these very colorful, amazing shots. And for the most part, I just 
it's fun to see things like that. And it's and I and I say most for the most part when I when I say is like when it like unless you know it's like kind of like really drawing blanks and just it just gets frustrating. I don't want to see anything. Like when you see things like that, it it really does kind of like blow my mind. Um, like one person that I, I've really enjoyed content wise is like when I see like you know Nick inspired by Andre like the way he kind of uses like the oranges and the blues kind of playing off one another and just has these really soft uh, images that, I mean, that's just a style that like, you know, that's not me, you know, it's, it's, it's not my style, but like you see that and like you, you can really appreciate just how like, like, and I'm like, once again, I'm getting into names, but this is kind of like my brain just going into overtime here, like toy flocks and like Aswan, like you just see, I, I have no idea. Oh, I love how his stuff. Does. It's amazing, right? It's like fear of bats. You see those shots. It's like you, you see these things and you're like, I will never take a shot like that. And, and that, that's okay. And, it, and that's it's okay. Say. And it makes me a little sad. But it's like you look at something like that and you're like, my gosh, that's just. But like, you know, just their approach. And, you know, I mean, they're not going to take a shot like, you know, like you or they're not going to take a shot like me. They take, you know, how they do it. But like, I guess what I'm getting at is that is that there's room enough for everybody to kind of like see the world the way they see it and like see with, you know, the toys and tell their story how they want to tell it. And, and, you know, it doesn't matter, man, because, you know, we all have and like I know you've told me this before. It's like I've kind of come come to you go, man, I don't want to do that shot because it's been done. And you're just like, no, man, like it's been done, but it hasn't been done by you. You know, exactly. And like I, I always, and I remember the like first time you told me, I'm like, oh, whatever, man. But no, it's absolutely true. And it's like you make a you you make some really good points there. Made a really good point where it's just like, that's your shot, man. Tell your shot. Tell your story. And if it's been done, it's been done. But it hasn't been done by you. So exactly. And with pop culture and us being super fans of pop culture, like you know, almost every shot that you know you can think of, whether it's superhero or horror comic book related doesn't matter you know it, most of the time it's probably been done before but the, just being able to realize you know you're expressing yourself in a way you know even having just your stamp on it, it it's going to be different you know like just like every fingerprint is different you know it's amazing when you think about how every person has a different fingerprint in the entire Absolutely, you know, population of the world there's nobody has your fingerprint so when you're able to think about those things and you realize, wow, you know, okay, even if it's just a simple thing of a, a lighting technique or, a, a, you know, an effect or whatever it may be, using, you know, the tools that you have and using what you have is a big thing. Like, don't worry about going out and buying 15 loom cubes and, you know what I mean? Just use what you have. If you ha like, I use a lot of table lamps, you know, for lighting. Just use, use what you have and experiment and just try to realize that, you know, the only thing that's limiting yourself is your own Absolutely, brain. Man. The only thing that's limiting you is your brain, and I have to. I have to tell myself that a lot. You can use anything, you know? yeah. Yeah, it's really your imagination. If you realize this thing that we love to do, it, it's not about. It's not about gaining reputation. It's about giving back. You know, you gain a reputation as you give. You know, if you really want to get really big, just give. Just like go out there and help other people, and, and you know, be like the people that teach others how to get better at their craft and just give it away for free. You know, like that's what's going to, you know, really propel you and make you enjoy this more. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I heard you uh, say that when you were talking to Jesse in the third podcast where you were just talking about community and you're absolutely right. It, I guess, you know, we in this community, it's, it's only as strong, you know, as, you know, the people there. And then maybe that's a little cliche, whatever. I guess it kind of gets down to the point is that you guys were talking about like, you know, the new algorithm and the likes and you were just like, you know, dude, you know, you want comments on your, your stuff, go out there and comment, you know, go out there and be proactive, go out there and engage in the community, engage with people. And, and that's absolutely true. I mean, you can kind of sit back and kind of bemoan the fact that, you know, like maybe you don't feel like you're being treated fairly or, you know, you're not getting, you know, the reputation you feel like you should, but it really kind of comes down to is that go out there and support one another. Just, you know, be there, you know, just be exactly. engaged. And, you know, it's like everyone I've ever met, like on Instagram, and this isn't like a blanket statement, like I, you know, I like, you know, like everyone, you know, that's kind of, <laughs> but I guess the people within our community that I've kind of engaged with, like DM wise, I've only had like a few cases where, I've regretted knowing someone and that's not because of like, you know, like photography or whatever. I think it, you know, just a bad experience. Sure. Like for the most part, it's just, everyone's like super cool. I mean, we're just big geeks, man, who love toys and like get excited about like a new release. Like tomorrow's like, you know, what triple force Friday, man. Oh man. Whatever that is. And like, like, oh my God, it's like, everyone's like buzzing that like, there's going to be the new star Wars figures out. And I think tomorrow is like the you can like pre-order that new Ray and Kylo Ren and like the Sith Trooper from like Bandai. SH, yeah, SH figure art stuff. Oh, it's so geeked about that. And like I'm I don't even want to spend money, man. I can't even spend money. I'm trying to save money. But I look at that and it's like that's like almost like on the same level as food to me. Is like I need that. But like everyone's <laughs> like that. <laughs> like uh I, I know on the fans page like i was releasing like i think when i released those um aram burl aram i'll just say aram man I, i'm sure i messed that up he's just like oh well you know that's life i'm gonna go pre-order these i've got like three of these or two or three of these like uh, figure arts uh kylo wrens and i'm just gonna get this one although it's the same one except for like a cloak but i have to get it yeah. And it's like, we're all the same, man. We're all kind of like, and like, what was it? Like, there's that figure arts one with the, the rock star that's coming out. And I was talking with Jay, like over, you know, like the messages on fans. And we're just like, I'm like, I have no idea who this is. I I've never listened to this guy's music, but I absolutely want to pre-order this figure just because <laughs> I could use it for so many other things. It's so, yep. it, like the articulation, the way it's built, it just looks amazing. Yeah. It's like I, I don't know. I could put like an Elvis head on it. I don't even know. I could, you know, I could put a stormtrooper head on it, and like, like you were talking about Red Dog Paul, like we'll put like on a like a stormtrooper head on a suit, and it like has that series of pictures that's just amazing. Oh, I know. Um, so I don't know, man. It's just I I get excited about talking about toys. I get excited, um, uh, you know, like talking with others about toys and. Like and then the pictures you see like all the new pictures and stuff and like whenever a new release comes out like speaking of like the new like figure arts Yoda that came out just like the slew of like just amazing shots that came out just got me so excited um I, they're still coming I mean I, I still see shots like that but it's just like man this is fun you know this is a lot of fun we can get like kind of focus on like negative stuff if you want. But for the most part, man, it's just supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be lighthearted. And 
you know, the only ones making money are like, you know, Hasbro and Bandai and uh, you know, like you know, Mezco. Those are the people making money. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the rest of us are just like geeks trying to, you know, snap a picture with a DSLR. You know, so whatever. It's uh, it's definitely uh, one of those instances that you have to just learn to appreciate, you know, for what it is, you know, it because it can get very consuming very quickly whenever you get into that consumer uh gotta get these figures gotta pre-order it's and i've been that way i'm not perfect you know i have pre-ordered way too much before and just kind of looked at my budget and said well i i can't swing that and i you know it's like i i don't know what i'm doing i need to offload all these figures but it's like it's something that we enjoy and it's like when you have a passion as focused as toy photography and it's not a poor man's hobby at all that's for sure mm. when you have something so laser focused something you enjoy so much you find ways to be able to do it you know you find ways to be able to even if you i've done this before i've picked up a figure just for a shot and then i've sold the figure just because i wanted that shot because oh being yeah a toy yeah, photographer absolutely. i want the shot like i really i mean i'm not a collector so i don't i don't hoard at all but it's like that's not that's another topic i'd love to like get that on another episode with you one day and i i think we're gonna have to cut it short you are definitely going to have to be coming back on and we're gonna have to get a round two i also want to go ahead and kind of preface that uh we're going to be doing a round table episodes with me and you where we're going to be focusing on the feature pages that we both run just looking over the content that we all of us look at every single day and just kind of chatting about our favorite shots and just being able to talk about toys and have an open discussion where it's not an interview format where we can just ramble like we do, you know, in our daily text messages anyway. So this will be a fun format. Look out for the round table episodes coming up soon. I don't um, know if that's a heads up or a warning, man. Cause you know, yeah, it's definitely a warning. I think <laughs> anything, uh, the listeners have uh, figured out today is that I can ramble. <laughs> hey, you know, I love the fact that you're, you know, going to, to ramble with me about toys, man. Oh, it's something yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. That's, that's yeah. so much fun. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And anybody that wants to hop on previous or future people that have been interviewed, you know, let's message me and maybe we can work and do a, you know, a three or four person round table. Oh my God. That would be so much fun. Man. Chat. Let's do it. Hit us up and uh, we'll figure it out. You can go ahead and close this out, man. If you got anything that you just want to like, you know, get off your chest the mic's open. Well, uh, I was going to say anything. Um, thank you. Thank you to everybody out there for listening. Or, you know, one, the uh, Toy Photographers podcast is an amazing way to, to get to know everyone. I've thoroughly enjoyed listening on my uh, commute into work. Thank you for listening, you know, to this one in particular. I, I'm i surprised that anyone actually um, wants to know more about me, but I'm flattered and uh you know, if anybody wants to DM um, Scott Blind, that's a that's my Instagram. Um, go ahead, DM. Let's chat. I love talking about photography. I love talking about lighting. Especially love talking about toys. Let's have some fun, man. Um, that's what it's all about. Also, if I could put a plug in there, go out to the SH Figure Arts fans page. That's F A N Z fans. So SH Figure Arts fans. Give it a follow, um, post your figure art shots. General principle that I've been following is that if the principal uh, subject is a figure arts, it can include other like, you know, Black Series, Figma, 
Mezco, whatever, as long as either a majority or principally it's a figure arts, I make allowances when a, a shot is particularly delightful. Speaking of which, did you see the, uh, uh, sorry, did like the one cam <laughs> that, that Mario Brothers slam dunk? On, oh, dude. Oh, my God. He, he is a master. Shout out to the like, one cam if you're listening, man. He saw that the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, dude. I got I got to feature that one. But like that had like the link, Figma link, um, whatever. So anyway, go out there, give it a follow, uh, tag us. Community is only as strong as the people that are out there supporting it. I think you you've you've been saying it. You make a great point, man. Is that you know support one another. Um, if you really like a shot, let somebody know, man. Go, hey, man, great shot got a question you know for the most part i think everyone's pretty awesome so ask a question from someone chat it up man like just go out be be involved be part of it i don't know i i'm usually kind of the type of person that like i get really impassioned about things and then it seems to wane and taper off like like hobby wise you know like i like i get really excited to do something and then like after, you know, a few months or I think like most people were like that. They like, oh, yeah, I really want to learn, you know, like how to, you know, you know, cross stitch, whatever. You know, I really want to learn how to paint and you like start doing it. And then after a while, you're like, you know what? This is hard. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but like right. this is the one thing I've kind of stuck with. I love it. I can't think of doing anything else. Um, sometimes I get frustrated. I'm like, you know what? I just don't want to deal with like Instagram today or like this week or this month. But like the desire to go out and take a piece of plastic and put it on a put it to camera, put it on film or whatever hasn't hasn't stopped in two years. So it's fun, man. Love it. Um, so I don't know. That's kind of a long winded. I know uh, kind of got to get out of here. And uh, Oh, you're good, dude. You're good. Okay, and thank but... you so much, man, for coming on. Can't wait to get you back on and start doing the roundtable episodes. It's going to be a lot of fun. So you can find me at Dagobah underscore days, and you can find the Mezco 112 Collective feature page at 1.12.collective, and you can find the Toy Photographers podcast at Toy Photocast. So remember, everybody, we are storytellers. Get out there, tell your story, shoot some toys, and have a blast. This is Dagobah Days signing off. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Toy Photographers Podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, go to tpublic.com slash user slash dash days, and you will find the Toy Photographers Podcast t-shirt where you can also pick up different designs that can support the 112 Collective page, my Dagobah Customs page, and anything else you'd like to see. Send me a message and I will upload it for you guys. So I appreciate the support and thank you for listening. See you.